You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 26, when you don't feel like showing up. Have you ever started a new habit or goal and then faded out because you didn't feel like doing it? (laughs) New Year's resolutions have died down for most people by now because of this reason alone. We don't feel like showing up every day. Goals and habits look great when we're fired up and inspired by a new vision of who we can be. But motivation wanes when we find ourselves in reality. The reality that our mental and emotional state actually fluctuates. Life presents different forms of resistance and gasp, we can also get bored. (laughs) In today's episode, I'm talking about how to handle the sneaky feeling when you don't feel like showing up. It happens to every single person. But want to know the difference between world-class performers and everyone else? They show up even when they don't feel like it. And guess what? You are world-class. I know this because you listen to this podcast. (laughs) Let's talk about what to do when you don't feel like showing up. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. This week, it's only $9 on Amazon. My podcast is really a collection of random topics, but my book is organized in such a great way to lead you through a process of transformation with tools to live life as the best version of yourself. It's one of my favorite resources and it's something you can easily refer to when you need it. I'm so grateful to all of you who have left a review for this podcast on iTunes and those of you who have shared favorite episodes with your friends and family. This is seriously the greatest thank you that I could receive. And I read every review and say a prayer of gratitude for each one. And every time I hear someone share a favorite episode, thank you, thank you, thank you. Today's review of the week comes from Shelly in SLC. She says, I love Brooke's focus on small and simple means compounding to effect change in our lives. But since discovering her podcast last week, I've actually taken a huge leap in my understanding and implementation of self-care, healthy habits, and communication with God. My gateway episode was number 24 on holding space. It seemed like Brooke had been a fly on the wall a day that week when I came home from work in a great mood, only to walk in on my girls having a fight, and I immediately tuned in to their frequency and said things I instantly regretted. I had been studying the benefits of meditation for over a year, but had hated doing it the few times I tried. I purchased her Christian meditation course that same day, and I'm happy to report that I am now five days consistent and have already had some incredibly sweet experiences and insights. I'm nearly done binge listening to the rest of the podcast and look forward to more. I love the way everything is linked to gospel principles. Thank you, Brooke, for your amazing contribution. You have blessed my life. Shelly, thank you so much for sharing your own experience. We have all had similar experiences to the one you share, where we allow ourselves to match the lower frequency of people around us. Having a family presents lots of opportunities to practice how to hold the space. And I love that you made the connection so quickly and you took actionable changes in your own life. And hooray for loving your new experience in meditation. There are many different styles of meditation and I've tried practically all of them. And I too have some styles that I resonate with more than others, which is why I created my Christian meditation course. 
It's my absolute favorite style of meditation, and it can easily be expanded and adapted to whatever you want it to be. If you're ready to explore meditation, I'm currently offering a buddy pass that allows you to invite one friend to join you for free in the course so two of you can enjoy the amazing benefits that meditation brings into your life. And also, you help keep each other accountable. You can register today at the link in the show notes or on my website at brooksnow.com. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaways so far. Your ratings and your reviews and your shares, this is what makes this podcast possible. So thank you for listening and for sharing. You know, as I read through the reviews that come in for this podcast, it makes me so happy to see the same common themes showing up over and over again. Themes like the importance of self-care and daily habits, the power of small and simple things compounding over time into great things, and the encouragement that you really can practice these tools because of their simplicity. And I think the hardest part of something that is actually small and simple is being consistent. If you want a great episode for that, you can check out episode six on consistency. Today, I want to tie a lot of these themes together and look at one of the main reasons that we may be inconsistent in small and simple habits that support our health and our happiness. And what reason is that? We don't feel like it. <laughs> yes, we don't feel like it. Weird, huh? <laughs> that we would actually not feel like doing the stuff that we know will help us feel happy, feel healthy, and to help us progress. I was reading an email from my mentor a few weeks ago, and he said, the worse you feel, the more important your protocol. Protocol, of course, is the daily small and simple habits that lead to great things. And I think sometimes we have this idea of self-care that it's supposed to last us indefinitely. If you have a few good days, then a few days off shouldn't matter as much. But the slippery slope is that you justify missing one day because you don't feel like it, and suddenly it turns into a few days or weeks or months or years. It's easy to get off. In his book, Atomic Habits, James Clear gives a really great rule. He says, never miss twice. Never miss twice. Sometimes extenuating circumstances happen. You might miss a day, but never miss twice. The worse you feel, the more important your protocol. If you recall from my episode 20, Trick Your Habits episode, Giving yourself permission to scale your habits is a great way to uphold this pattern of never missing twice and doing your habits even when you don't feel like it. <laughs> if you have permission to do a small version instead of the bigger, ideal, perfect version, you can keep showing up as you work through whatever life challenge is currently creating resistance at that moment. The worse you feel, the more important your protocol. Let's unpack this for a minute. Why is it even more important to do your habits on days that you don't feel like it? Well, first of all, it will help you feel better. <laughs> Second of all, you keep the compound effect going. This is my number one episode. Small and simple things compounding into great things over time. Third, when you actually show up on the days that you don't feel like it, you make a powerful statement to your identity. You declare that this is who you are. 
you are the type of person that shows up even when you don't feel like it, because this is who you are. Three years ago, I was suffering from PTSD, daily panic attacks, anxiety, and depression. I literally felt like my life was out of control. And to put it mildly, I felt like I was going crazy. Mental illness is real. Now, I have shared this story before, but it's worth repeating again because of the contrast it presents. My turning point, when I actually got serious about self-care, came in a dramatic moment of losing my temper. My husband was traveling overseas on a two-week work trip, and I was solo parenting with two young kids with no help and no break. I was trying to manage responsibilities of parenting and having a business and taking care of the house and the yard. Oh, the yard. Oh my goodness. It was a big responsibility that year because I had just ordered 200 trees that all needed to be planted right then or they would die. (laughs) With no one around to help me, I set out on this monumental task by myself, digging 200 holes in rocky, hard soil. And there came a point when it was all too much. My kids were not old enough to be helpful, and they were young enough to be doing dangerous things with shovels, (laughs) and I lost my temper. I screamed at my kids. Then I screamed at the world, and then I screamed at myself. I just collapsed on the ground in utter shame and defeat, completely overwhelmed and stressed, And in many ways, I was at my version of rock bottom. I was so empty, so wilted. I had nothing to give. And I remember just laying on the ground, weeping, and suddenly having this sort of strange out-of-body experience. I imagined in my mind that I could see myself laying on the ground. And I experienced a rare moment of self-compassion. And I could see that so much of my troubles were my own lack of self-care. I decided in that moment that this was life or death for me. I committed from that moment on to put my own self-care as the most important part of my life. I've talked several times before about the compound effect. And I want to share what happened to me last week to illustrate to you just how powerful this principle can be. True to my resolve three years ago, I committed fiercely to self-care. Now fast forward three years to last week. Last week, my husband was traveling again. In fact, he's been gone for about two weeks out of the month for the past few months. While he was gone this past week, a good family friend passed away on Tuesday morning. And Tuesday evening, my grandmother passed away. It was also my eight-week rotation to teach joy school for the week at my house. (laughs) It was my week for driving two carpools. It was Valentine's, and I was supposed to help with two class parties, create a special holiday for my kids, prepare a musical number for my grandmother's funeral, and another musical number for church the next day. (laughs) And to top it off, there was a massive blizzard And due to my grandmother's passing, my dad was away. So I needed to go and help my mom milk three cows in a blizzard. I am not even exaggerating. This is obviously not a typical week for me in any way, shape, or form. 
there was a moment as I lay in bed at the beginning of that week where my mentor's words came into my mind. The worse you feel, the more important your protocol. In other words, when you don't feel like doing your self-care, the more important it is to do it. And I knew that with everything happening this week, it was even more important for me to show up and do my habits. So I was in bed every night before 10 p.m. I got up before six. I did yoga every day. I meditated. I said my affirmations. I did my visualization of what I hoped for. I studied scripture. I went on unplugged early morning walks. I drank lots of water. I ate nourishing food. <laughs> I stayed mostly offline and practiced presence. Really, this is actually what I do every day, but this past week I turned it up a few notches in anticipation that I would need more strength. I have to say, my friends, the contrast from that pivotal moment three years ago to the moments I experienced this past week were dramatically different. Not only did I have the compound effect of years of doing daily self-care, but doing it even when the resistance was high yielded even more growth. In addition to the out of the ordinary events that showed up, I also managed to get my laundry done and have a clean house and produce a podcast and have some great moments as a family and make home cooked meals every night, two of which I shared with other people. I don't say any of this to brag. The most important thing I have learned from dedicating myself to my habits is that true self-care habits are habits that prepare you to receive the enabling power of the atonement of Jesus Christ in your life. This power, his power, enables you to do things on a high level. The only thing I can take credit for is showing up to do my protocol. This is the power of showing up. You show up to receive and you fill yourself with his power and then you're enabled to do great things. You do this over and over every day and it compounds into great things. Three years ago, a week like last week would have put me under. <laughs> Back then, even the smallest of things would feel like huge mountains to climb because I was so small. Today, after three years of nourishing myself every day, I've grown taller than my mountains. I not only managed to, quote, get through the week, <laughs> But I enjoyed the week and I had some truly special moments that were only possible because I was in a healthy place. Do you want to know the other part of what my mentor said in his email? Remember, he said, the worse you feel, the more important your protocol. And then he said, the better you feel, the more important your protocol. Experiencing resistance and challenge isn't the only time we abandon our habits. Sometimes we can get a little prideful when things are actually going really well. And we assume that we can let things slide then too. I've totally done this before, thinking I've built up enough reserve I could totally coast for a while. I was good. Experience for me has proven this all to be true. We need our habits or our protocol when things are hard. And we need them when things are good. And we need them all the times in between. 
In Steve Chandler's book, Reinventing Yourself, he compares what I'm calling self-care to campfires. Campfires? Yes. (laughs) Campfires. He says, the human spirit, like a campfire, must be lit again each day. Unlike the spirit, a campfire is easy to observe and understand because we can step back and we can observe it. After a night of camping, we can emerge from our tents the next morning and we notice with satisfaction that the campfire has gone out. We don't curse the campfire for going out. We don't think life is unfair because we have to start another fire again the next night. Yet we don't have the same simple understanding of the spirit. We are confused by the human spirit. We think there's something wrong with the universe in which the spirit must be renewed each day. We don't see the gift in that because we don't see that the spirit is just like a fire. It is good that the campfire must be relit because it gives you control over the fire. You can start it or you can pour water over it and put it out. When you realize that you have that same kind of control over the human spirit, you will know how to live. I'm not saying you will be happy forever, but you will always know how to be. And knowing what you know will make all your experiences of unhappiness feel temporary and inconsequential. Being unhappy will never be a big deal again because you'll experience it the same way you experience being tired. I love this quote. (laughs) I love it. We must relight our fire every day. Self-care is caring for your human spirit, the fire within you. You can do this. Scale your habits if you need to, but show up even when you don't feel like it. Never miss twice. Why? Because we need you. The world needs you. Your family needs you. And you need you. The real you. The true you that shines when she's taken care of and well-nourished. If you're in the same place I was three years ago, I invite you to make today the day you commit to self-care as the most important thing you do every day. Despite all the excuses we can make, it really is what is most important. It's the only way we can give love and serve others because we've taken the time to receive it for ourselves. By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. Next week, I am launching my one-on-one mentoring program, fittingly called Mastering the Art of Showing Up. It is so fabulous. (laughs) And if you love what you've been hearing on this podcast and you know that having a mentor support you and laying the foundation of the right habits with the right identity and being consistent is what you need, then totally stay tuned. Imagine your life dedicated to daily self-care and look forward with faith. You can find show notes and participate in the conversation for this episode on my website, brooksnow.com. Thank you so much for listening.